going to talk about why I praise him. How, how many know if you're a real praiser, you have a real reason? Come on, you have a, you have a reason to praise him. You have a reason to shout. Some of you act crazy sometimes. You, you ought to have a reason for that. I mean, the rest of us don't have to know, but you should know why you act so crazy. So I, I have a lot. There's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of teaching. If you're a note taker, you will wear your. You'll probably lose ink this morning. There's just a lot to write down, a lot to think about. And, and, and by the way, I, I can mention this: anytime you want these outlines, you can actually get them before I preach them. So uh, if there's a list, just uh, make a note on your card, attendance card, or whatever that I, I want to be put on that list, and you'll get it. I can't guarantee that's what I'll preach that Sunday, <clears throat> but we'll send it to you anyway. It'll be of value to you. So as I began to think about why I praise him, we've been talking a lot about David lately. So let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 6. <coughs> and and uh, you know what happened before this. This is that tragic incident when they brought the presence of the Lord in the wrong way. Right? And Uzzah and that guy from Ohio got, Uzzah got killed, and, you know, David's mad, and then, and then he's, you know, he's, you know, he gets angry, he's worried about it, so he says, listen, we need to do this right. You can get mad at God all you want, but he's always right. <laughs> he always knows better. So you, you could be afraid and you can be angry, but sooner or later you need to just submit. You need to figure out the right way to do it, and God will honor that and bless that. How many believe that? So 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 11, The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Praise God. Now it was told King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with, with. And so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep. Then David danced. What did he do? He danced before the Lord with all his, all his what? And David was wearing a linen ephod. Mm -hmm. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with, and with the sound of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the shofar, by the way. The thing some of you don't like. Okay. Now, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael... Saul's daughter, <laughs> Saul's daughter from that previous thing that God did, looking through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord, she despised him in her heart. Jesus. So they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. So here's a couple things real quick, just thinking about this. First of all, you need to know how to praise him when you're wrong. See, see, it's easy to praise him when you're on the mountaintop. 
Some people, everyone knows how to do that. Not everyone knows how to praise him when things are not going well. There's even fewer people that know how to praise you when it's really dark. And you're all alone, it's scary. But I think the hardest place to praise him is when you're the cause of your own problem. It's hard to praise him when you know you're the one that messed up. You committed the sin. You didn't do what God told you to do. You were the one that was disobedient. Is anyone under conviction yet? It's hard to praise him when your whole life is going, you know, all different directions and things are going in the wrong way, and you know it's your fault if you were honest about it. See? See how quiet it is? But that's where David's at. And David doesn't just mildly praise him. He praised God with all his might. The ark was in the house of Obed-Edom, and God blessed him. See, anywhere the presence is, there's going to be blessing. That's why you need to take him home after you leave here. That's why you need to serve him in Walmart and at the dentist. And everywhere you go, you need to take him with you. Because if he's with you, you'll be blessed. I want to preach Joshua chapter 1 right now, but I don't have time. Number two. So so we we need to praise him when we get it wrong. And we need to praise him in the right clothes. Now, I'm not talking about what you're wearing now. I'm I'm talking about your spiritual clothes. I'm talking about your frame of mind. I'm talking about how you approach him. Because you can't come walking in here like, okay, you can start on here. Because it's not about you, it's about him. You see, David took off his kingly clothes. He didn't lead the procession as a king. He led the procession as a priest. He took off his authority. He took off his, his, you know, I'm here to tell you what to do attitude. And he put on his priestly robes, which means I'm here to serve the Lord. I'm here to praise him. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. I, I, I might be in charge of this service, but I'm here to praise him. I'm here to submit to everything and anything God wants of this service this morning. Jesus, help us. You can't come in here. when It's not all about you. It's all about him. So he takes off his priestly robes, and he puts on the linen ephod, and he danced before the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's really why his wife didn't like him, because he didn't look kingly. You can't come to God as a king. You can't come in all your splendor and robes. You can't come in your authority and say, I'm the king. No. You're a humble worshiper. Praise him in the right clothes. And praise him with all your might. When I first got saved, our worship leader said something once. I have never forgotten it. I don't know why. It just stuck with me forever. But he says, if you're not at least a little bit tired after worship, you haven't worshiped. 
Some people come to church to be entertained, and they like to just listen to the singing. But I, I, listen, I'm not here to listen to the singing. I'm here to sing. I'm not here watching other people praise the Lord. I'm here to praise the Lord. Amen. I'm not here to save my voice. I'm here to give my voice and give myself. I want to sing and worship and dance and praise with all my might. Hallelujah. How many know David didn't dance a sophisticated kingly dance? He wasn't prancing about. He danced with all. And this was this was this was a several mile thing. And every every six paces, well, they said after six paces they sacrificed, but in the Hebrew it's we're not sure, but it seems to imply that they did that more than once. And some theologians think they did that every six paces. They would stop and make a sacrifice and then go six paces. Can you imagine doing that for several miles? I don't know how many times they stopped, but the, even if they didn't stop, I believe David danced for seven miles. I believe God gave him strength, supernatural strength. And you might ask yourself, was he faking it? I don't think so. I don't think you can fake that kind of enthusiasm. What was it? Why? What motivated him? It was the presence of the Lord coming back where it belonged. And church, if we, and once we see God's glory and God's presence in this place, the laziest of us, We'll be praising God with everything we have in our strength. Glory to God. If this old man can dance, some of you can do it too. You might look like this, but you can praise him. Come on, church. Hallelujah. With all his might. Uh, I should have known I'd run out of time. Watch this now. There are seven words for praise. We talk about all your might. That means using it all to praise him. You ready for this? Number one, yada, yada, yada. Psalm 67, verse 5 and 6. I need to read these quickly to you. No wonder the people praise you. Let all the people praise you more. The harvest of the earth is here. God, the very God we worship, keeps us satisfied at his banquet of blessings. Yada means to hold out the hand, to throw a stone or an arrow, to surrender. There's all, it, it means to throw up the hands. This is why we raise our hands. I don't know if you know it yet or not, but you're in a church that raises hands. How many know there are churches who don't either believe in that or they frown on that? There are churches you go to, you would, I mean, you wouldn't know any better. You would go to church, you would feel the Lord, and you would throw up your hands and everyone would be. I came from a church, we never heard of such a thing. We never heard of such a thing. I mean, the phrase was never spoken, raise your hands. Come on, church. So I come into this, and I don't remember. How many of you remember the first time you raised your hands in church? 
or at least the first time you got a little crazy. Anybody you... But I want you to know you're free to worship God. Hallelujah. Yada. Raise your hands unto the Lord. It's all over the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. Yada. It can mean a lot of things. It can mean I'm surrendering. I give up, Lord. It, 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 might, it might mean an embrace. I'm a, I feel loved. And I love you, Lord. Oh, God, help us. It, it can mean I'm so excited I'm scared. It's the roller coaster praise. You know, people have all kinds of different ways to praise, right? Sometimes it's, it's I surrender. Sometimes I'm carrying a body or a watermelon. Or a bowl of cherries. <laughs> sometimes it's like, hey, y'all. And sometimes it's, I solemnly swear. All, 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 all kinds of ways. You know, the Bible says lift up holy hands. Holy hand. Sometimes we raise hand for inspection. Here I am, Lord. And if you'll, if, and if my hands are holy, that means I can come up into your presence. Oh, Jesus, help us in this place. Sometimes, sometimes I said it's a surrender, and sometimes it's receive. There are so many things. Sometimes you feel like a little two-year-old, you know, when that little grandchild or, you know, that's where I am, or, or, your, or your child comes running up to you and they're Abba. In other words, pick me up. Sometimes you're lifting hands. It just means pick me up, Lord. Just, just take me in your arms. Is anyone motivated to yada? It means to throw an arrow. It means to send a praise. Lifting up. Holy hands. We need to do more of it. Come on, church. Come on, church. We need to do more of it. You say, well, my hands get tired. Well, exercise your hands. Spend some time at home just walking around the house. I'm going to raise my hands for 20 minutes. <laughs> and just spend time in the presence of the Lord. There's just something powerful about yada, praise. Number two, there's halal. Halal praise. Halal is from the word hallelujah. Psalms 150, verse 1. You're, you're familiar with this hallelujah. Uh, uh, praise. Halal the Lord. Halal God in his holy sanctuary. Halal him in his stronghold in the sky. Quickly. Uh, halal him for his miracles of my. Halal him for his magnificent greatness. Ha, hallelujah. Halal him with the trumpets blasting. Halal him with piano and guitar. Let's halal him with drums and dancing. Halal him with the loud resounding clash of cymbals. Halal him with every instrument you can find. 
Let everyone, everywhere, join the crescendo of ecstatic hello to Yahweh. Hallelujah. Hello, the Lord. It means to be clear, to shine, to boast, to clamorously be foolish. Just show yourself. It, sometimes it can be interpreted mad. It's a crazy praise. I like crazy praise. Crazy praise is I'm getting out of myself, and I'm just going to praise him, and I don't care what anybody else thinks. Hello, praise is loud. Hello, praise gets God's attention. Hello, praise is clear, and we are clamorously foolish. It's all right to be foolish as you praise the Lord. If the first thought in your head is what will people think, you've already erred. You've already fallen short. It doesn't matter what anyone says. If God says grab that banner and run around the sanctuary, you better have some strength. But if he tells you to do it, you'll do it. And you'll carry it. And you'll pay for it tomorrow. Amen. Halal. And then the third one is tahila. Oh, I love this word. It's a, it's a hymn or a new song or a spontaneous song. Psalms 22 and 3, it's where God inhabits. Yet I know that you are holy. It is indisputable. You are God enthroned, surrounded with songs, living among the shouts of praise of your princely people. King James Version says he is seated. He is enthroned in the praises of his people. The Tehillah praise is where God sits. And it's, it's that spontaneous prayer. We've been seeing uh, our song. We've been hearing a lot of that lately, just God just turning and changing what we were going to sing. And we just, and in fact, this morning the music just stopped and we just kept praising the Lord. It's, 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 it's when God gives you a song. And it doesn't matter what it is. It, it's a song that doesn't rhyme. It's a song that doesn't make sense. It's a song that no one else understands. But it's something that comes up out of you because of what, a God, what God is doing. He may give it to you in the shower. He may give it to you going down. Yeah, sometimes I wonder what people are thinking as I drive down the road. You come to a stop. You look over at the guy next to you, and he's like, what is wrong with him? That's why I keep my window shut. But it's that spontaneous you don't hardly know how to express it. That's, that's tequila. Just think tequila and you'll understand what it's all about. It's that drunken song. You ever, you ever hear someone drunk try to sing? And they think they can sing? And they start making stuff up. And, and it's just stupid. But you know they're drunk. So listen, when you hear someone like that, just say tequila. And let them, let them praise the Lord. Uh, oh, God's in the house. I got her. The next one is zamar, zamar, zamar. And it means quickly to touch the strings or parts of an instrument, to play upon an instrument, to make music accompanied with voice, to celebrate in song. Uh, 
It's interesting that Lucifer had, had uh, instruments built into him. So instruments are part of God's plan from, from before Adam. For, for whenever he created angels, I, I don't know. I, uh, they're not eternal, but, but who knows how long. But, but instruments have been around forever, and, it, and it's God's thing. Psalms 146.2 is, is our scripture reference. I will spend my life praising you and singing, say singing, high praises to you. That, that word praises is zamar, my God, every day of my life. David was known for how he, how he built instruments. Then there's, then there's Todah, and that's Psalms 42, verse 4 and 5. <clears throat> Todah, if, if you forget that, it's like, ta-da. So I speak over my heartbroken soul. Take courage. Remember when you used to be right out front leading the procession of praise. Remember we preached on this? When the great crowd of worshipers gathered to go into the presence of the Lord, you shouted with joy. All past tense. You shouted with joy. It's the sound of passion and celebration. Filled the air and the joyous multitude of lovers honored the festival of the Lord. Uh -huh. So then my soul, do you ever talk to yourself? Why would you be depressed? Why would you sink into despair? Just keep hoping and waiting on God your Savior. For no matter what, I will still sing with Todah. This praise for living before his face is my saving grace. It's not what I'm experiencing right now. It's not what I'm going through. Todah has, is the praise you have. It's the praise that you have for things he did in the past. And Tadah is praise for the things he's about to do. Tadah is not so much about what he's doing now. It's when you're in the deepest, darkest place and you remember what God has done and you praise him. That's Tadah. What God has done. Ta-da. What God, what God brought me through. Amen. I'm going through a tough time. And sometimes I wonder if I'll ever get through this. But he got, he got me through that before. He's never left me or forsake me. The ta-da praise said he did it before. He'll do it again. Ta-da. That's praising on the debit card. That's praising on what he's already done. You can pull from that because that's money in the bank. That's praise in the bank. But Tadah is also praising him on the credit card. It's praising him for things not yet done. I'm going to praise him today, Tadah, for what he's going to do tomorrow because I know he's going to do it. I know he's going to get me through it. Ta-da! Barak. Barak has more to do with the posture of praise. It means to kneel, to bless God, to salute, to thank. Actually, it's not so much about the physical posture. It's about the spiritual posture. It's about praising in such a way like David who took off his kingly clothes and put on his priestly. That, that, that was Barak. That was a change. Uh, Psalms, uh, uh, Psalms uh, 103, uh, verse 1. Uh, Todah the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the, every, wherever, it's, wherever it says bless, that's actually the word Todah. 
I mean, Barak, ta-da. Barak the Lord, oh my soul. All that, Barak his holy name. Barak the Lord, oh my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. One thing about slaves in the, in, in the, in the palace, they, they weren't, they could never just look you in the eye necessarily, but a good servant knew how to bow and keep his eye on the king. And a good servant could see things like this. How many saw what I just did? The worshiper's side, the rest of you did. Yeah, amen. Yeah, I did it again. Oh, you missed it again. A, 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 good, a good servant knows a... See, the servant, he's trained to know the mind of the king. He just, he just watches. It's not his job to, to, to start something or do. It's his job to watch. And whatever the king tells him to do, he does it. Come on, church. That's Barak. That's I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm just waiting on the Lord. I, I've told this before. Every now and then you hear someone, you know, especially in the great move of God, there's always, how many know there's always one? And there's always one that'll say, well, if you see me act crazy, you'll know that's God. No, if we see you act crazy, it'll be a miracle. I don't want to be the last one to move. I don't be the. I don't want to be the one that that holds out until we're sure it's God. I I don't want to be the very last. I don't want to be the one that when I stand, oh, we know it's God. No, I don't want to stand when it's a full blown wind. I want to stand when it's just a whisper. When there's just a gentle stirring, I don't want to be the last one to praise him. I'll be the first one to praise him whenever he moves, however he moves. Hallelujah. Barak, Barak, Barak. Sensitive to whatever God would have us to do. The last one is Shabbat. I like Shabbat. Oh, glory. Just saying the word gives me a chill. Now, before I get into this, I need to give you a little warning in the spirit. See, when David got near the throne, near the palace, Michael, his wife, who was the daughter of Saul, Saul represents the fleshly church, the carnal church, and he lost his power but his wife's still around I mean his daughter is still around oh come on church I said his daughter we always got a few Michaels in the house but be careful because as David praised him like a fool hello while he's dancing and Praising the Lord. And the, the Bible says he's, he's whirling and spinning. Whew. With all his might. Every, this is a warrior. 
he's got some moves. And the way he's dancing, his wife thought, well, you know, there's, 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 there's these young maidens. You know, maybe they might get the wrong idea. Or, you know, listen, we're always concerned about what someone else thinks when it's really you that, that's the problem. Don't worry about what other people think. You're not here to judge my praise. We can judge prophecies, but you're not here to judge my praise. Because you don't know what I've been through. And maybe like David, you don't understand the power of the presence and what the presence means. You say, well, they're just being emotional. My God, God made us emotional. Listen, some people don't know the difference, and, and you know that's, that's not appropriate. You need to know the difference. <clears throat> but listen, there's nothing wrong with expressing yourself emotionally. If God's not there and you're acting the fool, you're just a fool. Come on. But if God's there, dance. If God's there, Shout. If God's there, spin and whirl, whatever you want to do. He said, well, the spirit had, listen, the, the spirit of the prophets is subject to the prophets. Don't stand there and tell me, I had no control. It seems like you don't have control, but you do. Don't tell me the Lord forced me. The Lord's not going to force you to do anything. Sometimes we get so drunk we don't know what we're doing. But don't say the Lord made me do it. Because he's not going to make you do anything. My God, he's here. I need, I need an hour right here. I need an hour right here. And Michael said, you, you were a fool. You didn't act like a king. And David simply says, when I'm before the Lord, I'm no king. When I'm before the Lord, listen, every other ground is level at the cross. The ground is level at the cross. My God, he's in this house. And here's the thing. God cursed her and said, you'll never have a child. What does that mean? You'll never bear fruit. If you're just a criticizer of the worshipers and not a worshiper yourself. Don't worry, we're not going to end there. I should just send you home, let you chew on that. She came under a curse and she never did have a child. She never bore any fruit. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's so stupid. A Shabbat is a loud, sustained praise. It means to address God in a loud tone. It means to shout, to commend glory and triumph. A Shabbat is a holy roar. It is the roar of a lion. 
of the tribe of Judah. 